Oh, this is like this is like take eight of this intro. I don't know why I get so freaked out about doing the intros. I'm not the guest. Nobody cares about what I have to say. When all I, I re, all I really need to do is say, I am Ryan Miller, and this is Rust Belt Startup. And Rust Belt Startup is a podcast full of long-form conversations with educators, artists, entrepreneurs, people that are building unconventional lives in unconventional locations. There, that was easy, right? Uh, so. This week, I'm, I'm really excited to share a conversation that I had with Scott and Will of Geppetto Studios. And if you don't know who or what Geppetto Studios is, um, you've probably seen their work uh, on shows like uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, uh, Letterman. There's been films and music videos that use the costumes and the props and the puppets that they make. They make really high-end, intricate uh, costumes and puppets. It's a really strange industry. And, and they had me up to their workshop uh, that is, is, is brand new to take a look and, and hang out with them. And uh, it was amazing to see all, all these, these crazy things that they're building. Giant brains and noses and robots and, and, and Muppets and all these kinds of things. They've been doing it for like 37 years. And, uh, and just they're super nice guys. So um, uh, if you want to see pictures of the, of the studio, you can check out uh, rustbeltstartup.com and go to the blog post um, for this episode, and I, I'll post some there. And, uh, and you can take a look or go to their website, geppettostudios.com, uh, to see some of their creations. So um, it was a really cool conversation. We, we talk about, you know, how the hell do you, you break into an industry like this? You know, what is it like uh, uh, designing for TV and film and, and some of the stories along the way? You, you know who they remind me of? Um, there's, there's genuinely nice people, genuinely nice people, and, and they clearly uh, care a great deal about their craft and their work and about each other and uh and they, they remind me as i was listening back to this interview to edit it they remind me of um uh, uh the car talk guys they just love to tell stories and crack each other up and so this was a great conversation to have and uh, and i hope you dig it so uh this is me talking with will and scott of geppetto studios you guys were friends before this like yeah. Uh, we no, we met no. in Utica in 1982. 1982. In fact, as I he just, was finishing the map, okay. I just or, completed that project, yeah. and um, we happened to you know meet. We met at Munson Williams. Okay. And we started walking and talking, and I was going to show him my art, at my uh, my paintings yeah. at this my uh, where I was living at the time on Genesee Street. Okay. And I, I just graduated University of Buffalo after transferring from MBCC. Awesome. They, what were you studying? Advertising design and production. Right. Yeah. With Hank, it was manual. Hank Gadaluski. Oh, it was all. Layouts, paste-ups yeah. yeah. for print, you know. Yeah. So, I, but we can go there no, after Will's done. I, I guess you know, thinking about how did how do you go from kind of cartooning and there's a there's a leap right mm -hmm. between doing what you guys are doing and then saying we're gonna make they're jumping from two D to three D and then uh, getting into I don't even know I don't even know what kind of industry how do you, it's what a mystery. You guys? Well, it's actually, we kind of invented our own industry. Yeah. There was no. In fact, uh, you can maybe a story well, of the, the yeah. When I was still living with my parents at twenty-two years old, going from MVCC every day from my mother's house to MV, um, I was impressed with some crafts that she was doing, and but then it, it, the Cabbage Patch dolls were big yeah. at the time, right? And Cabbage Patch dolls were built with foam. Mm -hmm. And then with nylon stockings over it, and then sewn a little bit here and there, and I liked that technique. So I picked up um, pieces of foam that I found on the street, which I wouldn't do that today. But <laughs> but in the '80s, hey, it was free foam, and I I loved gluing the foam and everything. And and the volume that it created was exciting to me. And then I started making masks. Okay. And when I first met Will, his his brother, he was living with his brother on Genesee Street, and we saw an. A cartoon in in um, a magazine, and uh, it inspired me to make Frankenstein masks for Halloween. So Halloween is was the start. is kind of like the start, and then the love of the craft and the love of costuming, and so I made four. Uh, well, at the time it was two, a male version of Frankenstein, and then a female bride of Frankenstein. And Will and I went out to a club when we first met. To in, in Rome somewhere, we're trying to figure out 
That's a good segue. Yeah, Where, what club that was? Somebody said it could be shenanigans in, in 1982. Anyway, uh, so club. so it may, I made these masks, and they were a huge hit. We won first prize, got a cash um, award or a, mm -hmm. a, a prize, and uh, and then we said, wow, this could be lucrative. And then soon after that, um, we moved to New York. But the High Noon Saloon story was. The oh, oh, uh, there was a uh, a man named. Bill Demma in New Hartford, right by the old Nichols, which is now. I remember the old Nichols. Uh, what, what, would that, what, what is that now? Well, now it's. it's like Seneca a, Turnpike and. Yeah, and, now it's yeah, like Bassett, and there's like a. There was a beer store. There's a beer store. Yeah. So. I know what you're talking about. Bill Demma had a. He, he, he was an entrepreneur too, doing yeah. all these things, and he was. But he, he, he bought the, the, the trailer from Evil Knievel's rocket that flew over the Snake River Canyon. Okay. So he bought that at an auction. <laughs> and he said, I want to convert this to a, a boardwalk play uh, coin-operated high noon saloon. He had this vision. In Nichols? Where Nichols was? Well, no, he, on that road, he, he, okay. he had a house across the street from that parking lot. Okay. So that house across from that yeah. Nichols parking lot is his house, or was his house, in, in 1979. I met him through um, my art teacher in high school. In Chadwick's New York, and which is eight miles south yeah. of here, and uh, so anyway, um, he, he knew what I did as a sign painter because I was supporting myself as a young man, doing signs all over Utica and New Hartford and and um, mm -hmm. I, I did a lot of the um, like um, Sacco's locksmith. Yeah, I did their trucks back in '79. All by hand. Yeah, all by hand. Well before the computer put yeah. me out of business. Um, then I did um, Kids Market in, in Washington Mills. The sign is still there today, and I go by, and I, I keep saying I want to stop by and say, hey, I, did, I did that in 1979. <laughs> and it's still holding up beautifully. Yeah. And, and then I, I did, um, well, Sackles Locks, um, Burkhart Automotive Windows, okay. reverse glass painting. Yeah. Um, they're still in that same space. And I keep meeting the pop by and say, hey, I did yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway. So, so the High Noon Saloon. Do, so the High Noon Saloon. So... The High Noon Saloon had the technique that I'm talking about. You, the use, somebody did them in Canada. It was a trailer. It was okay. a trailer. Uh, and he bought the trailer already. For, for, uh, it, it was the Snake River Canyon um, trailer that held the rocket that went over Snake River Canyon. Anyway, uh, somebody in Canada made a coin-operated um, unit that had uh, like a Mae West character sitting in a bar. There's a bartender. And a, gut, a guy playing a banjo. It was like the ch early Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I was so impressed. You know, was, I'm, tw I'm, 20, I'm 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 20 years old. <laughs> 19, 20. And I go, whoa. I'll so he asked me, Bill Demma, he said, can you fix these up for me? You, you're, you dabble in this stuff, right? I said, first I, I lettered the whole exterior of the trailer to look like a, a wooden saloon. Yeah. And it had shutters, and a, but then when he opened up the the opening of the trailer, inside was more playland. It was mm -hmm. it was three or four characters, coin operated for a boardwalk use okay. at Atlantic City. Yeah. So they put a coin and they watched these characters, and I was so impressed with it. They're robotic, right? They were anim animatronic, animatronic. Yeah. early animatronic, and and it was kind of cheesy but fun. And um, I had to repair some vandalism um, on the faces. And I like the technique. And that's how I got into the, the nylon stockings, or which I, we don't do anymore. Sure, but sure. Um, mm. so we took it to a higher level over the years, and um, that's how. But there's a turning point where you go, we can, yeah. we can make money. Yeah, there was. We said, let's take this to the city. It? That was the thing. Yeah, I would say. More yeah, and then we moved to New York, and then we did the same thing. We ended up going to the Palladium Theater, which is a huge nightclub. Yeah. And early, late 80s, we moved to the East Village. We, we got a storefront together. Um, Back when you could get a storefront Yeah, together. exactly. We had two East storefronts Village. for $600 Eight a month. What? Two yeah. storefronts. Was a, one was an old yarmulke shop, and the other was a uh, social club. And we connected them. And we lived in one of them, and we started our business in the other, between Avenue C and D on 8th Street. Smack in the middle of the East Village art scene. $600 a month. 600 for each? No, no two, all, two. everything. There, but they were only, uh, it was like 500 square feet each one, so it's yeah. 1,000 square feet yeah, max. It wasn't, they weren't big. They were, you know, they were, 
Whatever. It was a great space, though. In and a, it was the epicenter. You know, drug-infested area. <laughs> no, that's true, that's true. We say that now, but it, yeah, that was, that was the it, 80s in New York. Was, yeah, a lot of And crack it was the and... epicenter of the art scene, yeah. international art scene. Yeah. And I was showing in my in galleries uh, all over, you know, in the East Village. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a storefront. So, you know, I sold paintings out yeah. of the storefront. And, uh, you know, we worked, uh, we started picking up soft sculpture projects. We, be we began in display uh, quite a bit. We did mm -hmm. a lot of that kind of thing. And uh, puppets and, uh, you know, and masks. And it just kind of went from there. But we didn't know what we were doing. We just were having a good time. But we, we, we did a window display on 23rd Street right on the block of Hasbro Toys. The, the, every year, Toy Fair in, yeah. New, York, yeah, yeah. in New York City is huge, right? And they, the show, uh, they do a, a like a five day gig at Jacob Javits Center over on the West Side, but we did this window display for ten years with this company called Clicks and Flicks. It was a photo place. What as Canon laser copies were, you know, like color yeah, col yeah, color copies coming were coming out. And he had a big huge shop, and we did the window display for that, and we got so many clients from that. Hmm. Talk about sweat equity. Yeah. We we um, we did that in our shop in Brooklyn, but. Um, well, it started in Manhattan, but then we moved to Brooklyn after six years of Manhattan. And anyway, uh, he kept wanting us to change the window every three to four months. And then we got the toy industry from that window. Hasbro Toys, Parker Brother Toys, Milton Bradley. Uh, what are some? Um, yeah, those are the three. So these were giant, giant. Yeah, plans. so giant, we, we, yeah. we did the showrooms. And when I say showroom, buyers come in to the toy building at 23rd and 5th. Um, but they, Hasbro had us make the games ten times the scale sure. of the okay. game. So the they're like based on a ten by ten foot cubicle, mm -hmm. and we did we did like eight of those cubicles in six weeks time. So the buyers come in and they order the games, and and the the point of purchase display which we're doing at, at that time, it was wowed the them enough yeah. to order hundreds of copies of. Of so many Monopoly of the games, Mono right. exactly, or Big John, which is a, a flush poop down a toilet type of game. That's which, a thing? yeah, <laughs> it's called Big John. One was called Willy Go Boom. Whoa, it was a pump, it was a yeah, pump up game, with it, and it used to blow these balls out of a tube. And, pretty edgy for kids, and, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and a uh, Stackosaurus next. Uh, it was a stackable uh, Brontosaurus game. And in those days, all the showrooms were labyrinth style. So, you know, prospective uh, yep. buyers toured them. Yep. So we installed these environments in each, you know, cubicle this, that they this moved is, through. You know, when I'm seeing, like, uh, this, everything, I don't want to say that's old as new. Again, this, that's, this is still the thing. You know, when I look at uh, some of the stuff that, um, oh, you know, a lot of these, these startups are doing, it's all experiential retail now. You mm. know, a lot of it is really, especially in the cities, you know, I was, I was um, what's that shoe company, Allbirds? They have they don't they have like one retail store like the flagship store and there's a giant hamster wheel you can go yeah. in and you put on the Allbirds and you can mm -hmm. walk yeah. in the hamster wheel you right. know and, and the REIs have the climbing wall it's exactly. you know, it's all yeah it's, interactive it's, sculpture it's, totally. we did yeah. some yeah. of that it's we made like a 14 foot uh, Leonardo ninja Leonardo. The turtle yeah yeah for for uh, Toys R Us Midtown right right um, in their flagship store on in, right in Times Square how do you so you know each one of these as I'm as I'm just kind of looking around the studio each one of these projects seems completely and totally different and unique mm -hmm. and maybe some of the techniques you know, overlap but there has to be a point when you guys were starting out where someone at uh, maybe it was every project someone's someone asked you to do something and you're like how the hell are we gonna do this absolutely where did how do you how do you how do you then have the confidence to just go we're gonna figure it out and deliver mm -hmm. yeah because if it none of these there's not a template for any of these things never right so Every job is do? different. Well, there, we do make patterns. So if sure. some, but at, at I mean, there's no like, there's no. Oh, we just did oh, this. No. You know? We did. We just kind of. It was a frontier. We designed this technique pretty much on our own. Uh, there's a few other people doing it at that time, mm -hmm. and that, they've gone off and done different things, mold making and um, CGI stuff. You know, a lot, a lot of people um, went off to more computer based stuff, yeah. and we 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 stuck with the hands on craft, and it's it's still flourishing. Awesome. We did a lot with FAO Schwarz too mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah, F we did that window display too, and that blossomed us into other things. And then we got all these designers knocking on our doors saying, "Can you do this for me? I, I'm do I'm designing a showroom in Colorado, and I, I, we got to build it here in New York and ship it out." Blah 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 blah. blah. Mm. We, 
you know, we, we shipped to uh, the Staples Center many times out in California, so we were bi-coastal at mm -hmm. that time. Um, all the production was done in New York. We great artists that helped us out all those years, and they were trained by us. And um, yeah, things just it was on went. the job training for us. Yeah. It, I, really, it was. And we first we were display, but, but then how do you not freak what, out? I guess that's what I'm getting oh, at. Because oh. like this to me seems like a panic-driven business in, we, in, when you're starting, especially out. when there's severe deadlines. Totally, totally. Oh my God, television. Well, Will got us into television by. We were sick of display, yeah. and we, we wanted to go into puppets. We wanted to make and, and the leap, you know, so, yeah. puppets. Every, somebody said to mm. us once, your stuff is all puppets. Why don't you get into puppets? And anyway, um, not that we, we – I'm talking body puppets, yeah. not, not not little hand yeah, sock yeah. puppets. Because yeah. as you can see, everything's voluminous. Uh, then we, got, we we started doing body puppets. And uh, I was so inspired by Sid and Marty Croft way back in – H.R. Puff and stuff mm -hmm. back in the mm -hmm. 60s. And, um, and then Jim Henson, of course. Of course. We had Jim Henson's uh, Kermit, Kermit Love come to our shop. He was 75. He walked up our four-floor walk-up to approve a six-foot Kermit the Frog sculpture to go into F.A.O. Schwartz Toy wow. Store. So that's a, well, I didn't get to meet Jim, but I met, you met Kermit. Uh, Kermit. Kermit Love. Oh, my God. And he was 75, he's long gone, but um, that was 19... I would say mid-90s? 91. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can, can I ask if, uh, if, if there's ever been a situation where um, there's been a, a catastrophe? You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, oh, yeah. There what, were major learning kind of, curves. Yeah, so us. what does a catastrophe or a learning curve look like? In this kind of a business, oh, think of, we can think of. Anything. What about the the think big? Remember that he oh, yeah. he said don't don't do this if you don't think don't you say can. you can do it if you can't. Right, and we got caught. We because we were taking everything and yeah. and being creative guys, we figured it out. Yeah, a yeah. lot of trial and error, and yeah, there's some failures. But so one failure was this guy who, who, if anybody knows, in the '80s, the product Think Big. It was a store that sold everything so, uh, big, and a, and being that we worked big. Um, he, he saw a venue for us to enter that realm of store design. And we had to start making little models of a future store with big products that we would make on, on a display level. And then their product was mass produced somewhere else, mm -hmm. like large baseball bats, a, a golf ball, uh, 12, 18 inches diameter. They, mm -hmm. they had a dice, mm -hmm. dice, uh, dice that were sold really big, pens, pencils. Like an eight-foot pencil, um, erasers. You know, they 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 yeah. went that route. It was, were, not, it was not novelty shot. It was, yeah. but it was successful for eight, eight to ten years, years, and then it kind of failed. They sure. they tried to open up bigger stores or, or more stores throughout the country, and it went for a little while. Anyway, there was something with that contract that we well, got. I didn't in think trouble. we liked the model building. I think that was kind of yeah, dramatic. and you know, there's deadlines, and then we didn't come through with the deadline, and. Um, so that was one. Uh, I'm trying to think of a stronger one. We were pretty one. lucky, though, fortunately. We've been, uh, we haven't had too many of them. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's more like the product you build. You're looking for new product to help build large sculpture, right? And what some understructure, like PVC, mm -hmm. going into, you know, especially when you're making an 18-foot robot for a Staples Center, there was a part where it didn't stay together. And when you got union guys putting this up and it's building over time to get it installed before the opening of the show... Yeah, we got in trouble there once. So you got to... So what do you do in that? So you just go out and fix it? I mean, or was yeah. it just... Was yeah, it just we, you have to work long hours. We have to own long it hours. behind it yeah. work. You know, they flew us out there to, to get it done, but um, that that was a scary moment. Um, but, but we, we did it. We, we came it. through in flying colors, but he, he lost money through the union for overtime hours mm -hmm. for because of our mistake. We kept ramming the thing up. Remember and that, that was me. It made trying to fit thing. it in there. <laughs> trying to fit one part into the other. What was that? Uh, what was it, was, the, it, was, it was a big rocket booster. You know, you're talking 18 feet in the air. And the yeah. character was Mech Warrior. Mech Warrior. Warrior. Mech Warrior? It, it was a, it was yeah, a, I mean, this was this back in the day. This yeah, was a 16-foot Mech uh, Warrior. DVD for um, robot uh, Armageddon type yeah. of thing. Blow up the world. Yeah. And uh, Anyway, this rocket launcher was coming undone <laughs> and and then pvc when you drill a hole in pvc large six inch pvc it it'll, it can crack with okay. pressure so it cracked so they're they're up there trying to oh, man. you know and 
And then it ended up in being and thrown, we kept thrown away. We tried to again. ram this thing, you know, with the PVC to connect from a distance. Yeah, and we sure. thought, we could, oh, we'll get it this time. We kept doing it for like probably several hours until we finally connected the two parts because, oh, you know. That's the only way to do it. It's the only way. To, yeah, we couldn't. Uh, yeah. And we're often, we know, we're right down to the wire. Yeah. You know, to the very last minute. We had one job in, um, in uh, Denver, Boulder, Colorado. Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers hired us to do a music video of um, uh, for I don't, I don't think so I don't think so it's one of their big hits Jay Maskus wrote and uh, you know we worked with him and he came to our studio he told us what we wanted he said he would like this kind of like a Joni Mitchell Marion Faithful looking puppet Janice from the Muppets with okay. the, the, yeah. ba- the yeah, bangs yeah, hiding the eye. very mod yeah. and uh, uh, a um a Neanderthal bartender, which I, I was a Neanderthal bartender, you know, with a uh, giant, hairy, you know. Wait, so you were acting in this? Yes. Yeah. We designed them. Yeah, we do a lot of performance, Jay. too. Oh, you know? no way. Okay. Yeah. We, Will and I drew him. He, he, it was mostly your drawing. It was like an abominable it. snowman. Okay. Abominable. Yeah. And uh, he was a hot pink Yeti, Scott. Hot pink yeti. So if we YouTube this, we could see it. Oh, it's right. It's on we YouTube. We just did yesterday. I said peak. Check you know, this our, out. Our, our main guy. He said he, he was he was going on YouTube. I said let's let's go look at the Dinosaur Junior video, and it, it was it was filmed in '94, but it aired in, in the turn of '95 on Sire Records, and uh, yeah, we're we're inside yeah, the two characters. We had a great time though. We went to Boulder. We did country dancing, uh, you know, line dancing yeah. and all that stuff. You know, it was pretty. It was they really flew us funky. there for a week. And then it snowed so bad, it, the toes on the pink Yeti fell off because of the, it, it was wet, cold. It was soggy rain, a ro- soggy, snowy rain. And, uh, yeah, you could see it in the video. His, toe, his toes are, like, get, getting ready to fall off. And then the next scene, they are totally <laughs> off. <laughs> but most people didn't catch that. But this came up in my mind because it was one of those times when we were really, you know, um, down to the last minute. Yeah. And we were working on it in our hotel room, you know, when we got yeah. to Denver. Yeah. You know, it just never, it was one of those jobs that just had so many details. But it was how did you, so much how did fun. You, uh, how do you break into an industry? Because you know, it's, you're doing display. I mean, were you going out and courting we TV film? Like, no. It, it sounds like a lot of this is just inbound. They were just things that just happened. Yeah. Well, no, you no, know? there's a lot of sweat equity, too. Like, knocking on doors. There was oh, there was yeah. definitely that. Placing yeah. ads for hundreds of dollars a month. Well, you place an ad for it. Need, no. need giant puppet costumes? I mean, like, no, you know, you, you wardrobe costume people in uh, New York Production Guide, mm-hmm. Motion Picture Enterprises, um, and 411. New York 411 variety and they changed it to variety 411 those were great but they're like uh, they're like a thousand dollars for the yeah. a year of advertising and um, and then we tried a lot of Google stuff later once mm-hmm. that came into the realm in the late 90s early 2000s um, did that work the Google stuff yeah. no actually became a ripoff you yeah. got to be careful there's a lot of shysters out there they'll take your money yeah. they get you to to sign off where they take that money every month yeah. out of your sure. check and that was never the case but it was just yeah. to, to write a check, write a check you know yeah. but then when when the whole internet thing blew up yeah that there was a lot of shysters and they didn't do what they said they'll yeah. do. get you on the first page sure, of google sure, sure. that's a bunch there's of still a lot of, there's still a lot of that yeah. yeah a lot of oh it happens daily yeah. Yeah. and uh, people once you get in google especially when you change your address from new york city to here they see that little any little imperfection that's in your listing, there's all these companies that get that information, yep. and they call you saying, we see a discrepancy in, in your Google listing. You better call now or, or else you'll, yeah. get, you'll, you'll be thrown off. You know, they and think that was because you. of location. Sure, and you know? I hate that. And we yeah. didn't update location yeah. at that point because we're not a retail no, business. I see that now. I see that even, even today. Mm-hmm. You know? I, we I, had no presence on the Internet for like a several months, yeah. and I really I panicked, you know. So I needed to uh, to get us back out there. We had absolutely nothing. It was all down. Everything. Yeah, we're that total we Apple people, like all artists should be. <laughs> um, we, you know, we went from an iWeb website, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, you, know, you get all these warnings. iWeb will be yeah, no longer. Yeah. You know, and we let too much time go by yeah. after that, and then boom, it, it 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 was gone. But think how we had a copy. Yeah. We we had to hurry up and. Copy and paste that into a new, um, yeah, a, a real website, a real, yeah, quote unquote, real uh, website. Squarespace, Squarespace yeah. which which I like a lot. Or I mean, at the end of the day, you guys just need to show your work. It, period. Right? Yeah. Pictures tell a thousand yeah, words. They do. Yeah. 
even here, you know, we had a great time because we we love performance art. Yeah. And we've done it for years from the, from the East Village to uh, Utica. Yeah. We made this massive brain. I saw it on the, on the website. Yeah. Did you see we've it? Done yeah. Many, done well, many brains. We've done many brains. Brains and noses and um, cannolis. Cannolis. And what's the other one? Uh, ticks. Ticks. And bugs. Yeah. yeah, a lot of bugs. Uh, we for did major, several you know, cicadas. We just did a tick for the government of Pennsylvania just last month. And they, they're ready to order two more because they're such a hit. We made a piping plover for the state of uh, well, like, 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 New York. Like, beware of ticks. So they got these yeah, yeah they're <laughs> educational. That's, that's my, it's my educational. I saw, you know, one of the things that I, I think it was just coincident, coincidental timing when I first heard of you guys was uh, I'm also a big John Oliver fan. And then I was watching that yeah. episode with uh, Cheetan. Cheetan. Yeah. And then I saw Cheetan. And then I saw the thing on your website. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Be shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> we worked with John Oliver a few times. So t- can you tell John's me any fun. stories about that? How, how did that come about? And then what did you guys do for, for the show? We... we we're we're, we're known in the industry with Muppeteers. Uh, they know that we're builders, right? We're, I, I could be a performer, but I'm more of a um, builder of puppets. Mm-hmm. And somebody recommended the production team at HBO, which is John Oliver, even though they're in a CBS stage mm-hmm. uh, on 59th Street where, where we shot. But he, he needed puppets for the difference between the goat and a sheep it was for the for, chinese new for year. the chinese new year because okay. it was a year of the goat or yeah, sheep yeah. Would, some some argued that it was either a goat or a sheep yeah. <laughs> so he did this whole thing with two puppets yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were muppeteer really good puppeteer yeah. oh my god they were so great together but i had to go there and make sure every the puppets were working right and so they hired and we got an oh, incredible amount of money for it and um you just paid it like that yeah. and i just had to show up on the set he, they own the puppets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to sign NDAs. You got um, to before you even mm-hmm. start the build. And we we did them in two days time because in television, you got to be ready to build something and have it on set in three days time. Yeah. Sometimes a week max, but. Um, we worked with David Letterman for almost 20 I years. I saw that on the website. Yeah, for 20 years. And that was the, one of those, you know, because we had to make sometimes 12 costumes in, like how many weeks? Three weeks. Six. Or, Six weeks. Uh, we not even. Sometimes five. Even less. Yeah. Oh no, no, wait. Two and a half, three. Yeah, weeks. that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. And we had a staff of five people, so we we're we didn't get much money for those, but the the exposure was sure. great. And it, it's the children's Halloween years. We've done some other stuff, but every year that came around at Halloween time, and they're funny ass stuff. Yeah. Really quirky really costumes. Quirky, funny, yeah. corny. You know, you know, Letterman had a corny. Geeky type of like humor. a costume of Martin Scorsese's eyebrows. We made his, you know, <laughs> eyebrows. Rotten meat. Um, yeah. A Purell nope. bottle that the kid gets in, and this, the actual pump worked. And um, oh god, people's hair. There's always uh, something a, here. We a did Amy Winehouse's hair. hair. Yeah. Justin Bieber, uh, Amy Winehouse, um, Mitt Romney's hair, which is yeah, we right have here. Mitt Romney's it's hanging a, over his there. Scalp the is over here somewhere. In the corner. Yeah, if you look around, there's so much back there too. But it's evolving now, hanging in a limited. When, but when you're doing something like, let's say, the, the Chijan project, right? Like, is that are, are they working on this thing for months and months, or is this like you got a week to turn this something like that around? The the, I, the think tank at HBO for him. There's uh, there's a producer, and then there's a director, and then there's the head of costumes or the art department. Mm-hmm. You're working with all three of them. First, first the producer calls you. I forgot how he got a hold of us, but we're out there. I mean, yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody knows about us. Um, so the, he calls and says, I need this by this time. Can you do it? And then we said, sure. And then, then you get on the horn with, um, I mean, you got to CC all these people sure, in your sure. emails back and forth. There's lots of back and forth with design. And um, we show how our technique will trans. You know, transpose into their their idea by by sending lots of drawings. Mm-hmm. They get okayed. You deal with color, blah blah blah. You know, back and forth, a lot of back and forth. But then the whole time, you know, we we get on it. Does patterns are being made? They approve the sculpture before you put the fabric over yep. it and stuff like that. And of course, you got to follow Chijan or Chitan, Chitan. And it was funny. I didn't even know it was a uh, otter until the show aired. <laughs> I, I, I still follow him on Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. a riot. Yeah. It's a riot. Yeah, I love 
what they did with it in Japan. And um, but that's this sounds like this is taking place over many many weeks. Yeah, and then it then it took once we shipped it out of Utica to yeah. Japan. They paid for it, thank God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that that must have been a sure. three thousand dollar bill. Uh, so it gets there, right? And then they, there's some tweaking. They had to get rid of. Uh, they didn't like the the, the tie, so mm-hmm. they had to change it. Because um, he wears a kind of a, a very descriptive tie. You know, uh, what do you, what's that material called? That very conservative uh, cross check the um, plaid. What? Uh, Burberry. Bur- you know the check. Remember the shirt that. Uh, it's a plaid shirt that Brits wear, and Americans. It's sort of very old. It's a tartan, you mean? Or? No, you you did the research. Oh, I don't know. Tweed? Nope. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a plaid. Uh, anyway, he Harry Bone? Nope. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, so that will will he did that? Oh. I I did the sculpture and uh, um, back and forth. So yeah, it's covered with Antron fleece, which is a Muppet. Fl- uh, um, a Muppet fabric designed by Jim Henson by Dow Chemical. We, we, we have rolls of it here. It gets dyed, blah, 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 blah. It, we're boiling water to dye the fabric to match that mm-hmm. chi, Chijan. Uh, that hue. That hue, right, exactly. So that took a while. Uh, that, was, that was actually kind of hard. But, uh, We've had, we pull a lot of all-nighters, you know, Okay, yeah. I at bet. the very end. Do you guys do everything here yourself? you have a, uh, another staff person? No. Yeah, he'll, he'll, well, he's coming he's in. He's coming in, in. But, but we use freelancers. We have okay. several, and, and even locally, in fact, uh, you know, we may be yeah. looking for someone uh, soon. But we're trying to keep it small, yeah. specialty shop, you know, and yeah. keep it, so we, we don't want to lose ourselves in this. We're right. both getting older, and we're just thinking, you know, we, we like, uh, I love gardening. I love, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I want to paint. There's yeah. a lot of things I want to do. And you know, um. so this just keeps feeding us this business, and it's great. Um, it's constant, and uh, yeah. we're working on six projects normally right now, at, at, at all the time, anytime. I started to tell you about the brain, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, our experience was really, really fun out here in front of the on the block because you know I I was in the brain costume, and uh, he's videotaping it. And we're walking here in front of Cranesville across the street, and the cars were honking, you know, and we're waving, and, you know, and people love it, you know. Oh, yeah. They just he's in the black spandex bodysuit, yeah. and he's rolling the brain out on a cart first, and then 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 we then it. we lift it, and he gets yeah. into it because it takes a, a person or two to get yeah. in it, and then he was walking around after that, and uh, it was funny. But it created quite a stir right yeah. here on Broad yeah. Street, yeah. you know. We'd like to do more of that actually here. Uh, was it basically? I know you guys have you know ties here uh, from 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 you know kind of growing up here, but um, can you talk a little bit about how changing locations out of the city has that has that affected the way that you have to do things or the way that you run the business in any way? Because I, I know like we're talking real estate. We, we were talking before we got here. Real estate's nuts, mm-hmm. and so you can probably do a little bit better here. But you know how has that changed, or has it changed anything for you guys? The biggest thing is the internet. Yeah. If 15 years ago, if you decided to move out of New York City being a successful costume puppet place and you moved to Utica, no, you people would say, okay, they're out. We can't they're hire the them. They're, too, they're out of the game. Because in those years, all the clients would come to your shop and watch you produce it and work with you. Here and there, you know, just they want to show up when it's almost done to approve it. Yeah. Now we just send them photographs. And intimate, instant, yeah. front, back, side, um, videos, mm-hmm. little, a little FaceTime, a little um, Skyping, and it, and they have no problems with it. And that's plus a lot of other people have left the city. Yeah, totally. Bec- because of space, we artists need huge amount of space to do what we do, and a huge amount of space in Brooklyn ended up being a huge amount of money. Uh, Three dollars a square foot, and that's considered cheap yeah. in Brooklyn. But we were we left at one dollar a square foot. Yeah. With a forty two hundred square foot, so there's forty two fifty a month we were paying, yeah. and they plus they wanted twelve thousand when we left. Plus our apartment, our loft, you know wow. where we lived, and you know we were just tired of just working to pay the rent. Yeah. You know that's it. Just one month after the yeah, other. and then we had a out. huge uh, payroll with three artists full time, right? And then we said, okay, this is not making sense, and. Um, then there's a couple openings, and Will lost some family members, and then we said, okay, maybe we should just go back, and because there's a big opening there for us, mm-hmm. and then we'll look for a new shop, and we'll just continue with the internet presence. And now we're 
we're shipping all over the country. Yeah, I believe it. It's, it's we're working with Rhode Island right now. I'm looking that way because I'm designing a big ribbon pattern out of plexiglass. It was just on the floor yesterday, but I, oh, it's right there. Um, so we're we could use some more space, but a dollar square foot in Utica is kind of expensive, I think. But look, look, yeah. all, all new windows. And it's a beautiful yeah. renovation. It's a good dollar square. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, we're happy that this way. is so our first studio where we actually had a hand in designing. Yeah. We, you know, he said, "Well, what do you want? How do you want?" How do you want this laid out? And yeah. you know, we always just took a space and we yeah. kind of figured our way through it. But this time around, this is slick. This is yeah. pretty slick. And we we need to keep product. A lot of this is stored fabric foam. You know, if you just throw that away, you're you're just wasting your money because yeah. foam products and fabrics are very expensive. And we recycle everything. Oh, awesome, awesome. And um, yeah, some people say, "What well, God? You work with a medium that." You throw it away and it goes into the environment. Yeah, it, it did. But we in New York, we had a it supplier that would take your scrap and regurgitate it into carpet padding, oh, a lot of pillow idea. stuffing. It gets, yeah. all it gets shipped back to West Virginia or somewhere. Yeah. It's down south somewhere. You know the multicolored foam. Yeah, it's got, totally. yeah, yeah, like that. So we we would have ten or fifteen bags that are equivalent to that scale, whatever that uh, yeah. three three foot diameter, packed in a bag, and then it gets shipped out and, and it gets bound yep. it compressed it's and then ship bale. yeah and then ship to uh, West Virginia huh. to uh, chop it up interesting but in Utica we don't have that anymore so we got to be you careful. know moon man on MTV yeah, we yeah I saw a photo uh, we do moon man we made many moon mans for MTV that's awesome and Viacom's a big client of ours are there you know when when you were kind of um, when you were it sounds like you guys kind of had stump, stumbled is the wrong word, but kind of found your your own path. But you just you tripped and stumbled a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, when you were getting going in this business, was this an industry or a, a, a niche? I mean, this is a niche business. No, was no one did this. No, exactly. So no, it was a lot total, of white space, total right? niche business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. We were, it was I, like he was describing the high noon saloon. You know, yeah. the, um, the the uh, yeah, the, the woman on the yeah. the piano who sang and all. Yeah. You know, um, it was. It was it all you know. It was the beginning of all that, yeah. like the Cabbage Patch Kids and all that stuff, the nylon stocking over the foam and all that. So we did create a niche for ourselves, you know, with soft sculpture in the very beginning. I, I was always a entrepreneur from high school. Yeah, doing posters mm -hmm. uh, in in junior high, and I I knew I was going to be an artist at the age of five. I knew it, just knew it, yeah. and I got great guidance with. Uh, Chadwick's uh, high school yeah, uh, art program. Yeah. Yep, Frank Samparty. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get a hold of you on Facebook. I saw you on Facebook. <laughs> um, Same with and thank him. But um, he's now eighty, probably eighty-one. Huh. Anyway, uh, great guidance there. And then I went to MVCC. Yeah. Great teachers there. Kermit Lefave was my airbrush teacher, and I've I do everything with an airbrush. Still, so as we pro we produce. We blow our glue out of a compressed air system. We blow our paints onto the foam sculpture with compressed air. So and that's all done in this space. Well, you haven't seen oh, the booth. Oh, you haven't yeah. seen the. It's a nice yeah, a big booth. booth. That's yeah. that's our finest booth okay. we've ever had. Kick-ass uh, yeah. fans in there and everything. Um, and the landlord here agreed to all yeah. that. He put it in. Um, still got a little work to do. Um, now it's so powerful that it sucks all the heat out. <laughs> um, is there is there um, when you're when you're doing some of these when you're doing some of these projects is there any um, you know I, mean, I guess I guess what I what I'm getting at is you've done I'm looking at photos here you've done thousands yeah. of projects yeah. do you have a, you have a favorite that like that kind of jumps out from all of them that was oh. you mean a particular item yeah, that we made item you guys made that's like your favorite I think I like the cicada we did for David Letterman yeah. yep. You know, it was during the one of, I guess, every 17 years or whatever, yeah, yeah. they come they around. Come yeah. And I did some research on it, you know, and we built an anatomically correct Is that cicada. it right there? Uh -huh. Yep. This is, though that was, yeah, that's part of it. Uh, Susan Hum, who's the, des uh, fat, the costume designer at uh, wow. David Letterman, she gave us a lot of these things back. And David Letterman's main writer, Jerry Mulligan, wore this okay and they were they had a buffet table full of cooked cicadas they were deep frying covered them. one one's fried deep fried dipped one in with, eggs and then you and, know crumbs yeah. and. dave standing there with with jerry at the time he was his main 
comedy writer. Everyone knows Jerry if they if if you know anything about his staff. And then uh, he went to different writers after that. But Jerry wore this twice. And then the second time they used it, seventeen years later. No, no, it wasn't that. It was some some some. They yeah. did. They brought it back onto the yeah. show. And they didn't use the body. It's just the head. Yeah. He wore a. A fisherman's vest, all black, uh-huh. and then and then just ugly hands or something like that. But they were always portrayed as being ultra horny because they're they're breeding, you know. Sure, sure, and sure. That was the the joke. So, so how did you get that? Back? Like they were done with it, and they're like, would, Susan would you like Hum. It back? She always yeah. she gave us things yeah. back. We we're very fortunate. Susan Hum way. was their costume person, head of costumes for thirty years. She's retired now, but uh, she's looking to take on freelance yeah. work of her own, and we we stay in stay in communication yeah. to this day, and. Uh, uh, she, she gave she gave this back to us, but then uh, Stephen Colbert calls mm-hmm. after he took over the show. He said, "We want to do a cicada," and sure enough, we rented the same kind of. <laughs> isn't that funny? We we rented the same cicada, but we changed the body, and that's the body. The, that's the changed body. That and so he, look at the wings. The wings stretch up really beautifully. They, oh my god! See they, oh my god! That's crazy. They're beautiful. So sometimes you get the product back. Yeah. Um, Not always. Very cool. And we do a lot of fledgling um, pitch film with puppets. And Andy, the robot over there, see him over there? I saw. Well, that's how I knew this was your space. I was a little bit turned around. Oh, you saw it out the window? Oh, great. Out the window. Great. So I said Ah, it must be in the right place. Cool. I put him in the window so people could see. I'm gonna light him so when. uh, our intention is to have them lit up, especially by Halloween time. But we're not a walk-in costume shop. So, right, yeah. Um, that, yeah. should make that clear. Yeah, yeah it's custom. Not, no, these, these are, plus, yeah, they're pretty pricey just because of the labor involved. Yeah. They, you know, a costume like that is like $5,000. The the robot? The robot, yeah. And this was for a pitch for a pilot. Chijan was 7800 and but then they took care of shit. That doesn't surprise me no. at all. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think that's insane. Yeah, the labor's so. thirty five hundred. Right. Just to do the Chijan labor between yeah. three of us. Oh my yeah. god. How, in, uh, just from a practical perspective, do you guys have a pretty good sense of what's going to go into a project, or do you kind of say, do you, you know, I, I'm coming from the from agency world a little bit where you know, we've gone from budgets, and then we were we're hourly, now we're value yeah. pricing, yep. and like, are you kind of going, here's your budget? Or are you, or is it? We become more and more and more. We we've learned because yeah. we used to go overboard on everything. Yeah. We, take we bid weekly, like somebody just called and wanted a Earth costume because yeah. they saw our Earth costume in our website. I want one, but I want it to look like from way out in space, so you don't see the continents. But they want it to look all burned up and char- like Mother Earth is sure, falling sure. apart, right? And we said, yeah, we we, we need at least thirty five hundred to yeah. cover that and. Then you don't hear from them. Yeah, yeah. But they say, "Oh, I need it in four to four to five weeks, yeah. which is doable, depending on your schedule yeah. at the time." I said, "Yeah, we can get it to you by September first, but I think he wanted to do it sooner." But so these calls come in all the time. Yeah. A lot of brain requests, yeah. but I think they're people just cruising around on the web. Oh, I'd love to just show that off in my school. And, yeah. and how That's am I supposed? What you guys do? Really. How are we supposed to make that for two hundred dollars? Yeah. No way. Well, but, it's the same. It's the same with, with web. I do I do freelance web stuff. And, you know, I get calls. It's like, you know, I got $200. Can you make me a website? What? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When, I was a, when I was a college no student in my dorm, I could do Ouch. that for you. Yeah. Right, right. I, I can't do that. No, right. it's, it's, no not with a family. The first uh, words, you know, we hate to hear. It's really difficult. Is, well, we're nonprofit. Yep. And no, yeah. would you consider doing this, you know? Gratis, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I can't imagine how they, they can imagine that we can stay in business yeah. that way for very so long. So that's one downside of the Internet where somebody is looking for a brain costume and they they put brain costume on in google yeah and then we come up and there's and then they even see the website the, the in the quality and yeah. they, but they still think they can get it for nothing yeah. sometimes they're 12 year old kids at a science project you know we because that's, that's cool that's, though. yeah that's I, cool. I love it we i'd love to work with them these kids exactly but. and we have a very polite way to say sorry yeah. but we can't help you yeah Two hundred dollars wouldn't cover the, the, the phone. Exactly, yeah. the uh, a gallon of latex rubber, a five gallon pail is two hundred and fifty dollars, and and the brains are covered totally with latex rubber. So these are these are all done as, as molds, or is it is it no flat foam? So, flat foam. So no flat sheets of foam. Sheets of foam. And it's like making a pair of pants or a shirt. So I'm looking at the giant croc. Yeah, that's right. all patternized, a flat foam, 
It's more akin to dressmaking, actually. Wow. You work flat, okay. and then See, you form them in foam. Behind that wall is all patterns from 35 yeah. years of work. Wow. Very and cool. see, th and there, there's more patterns up there by the bugaboo, yeah, yeah. the bugaboo puppets. Very cool. When when I came in here, one of the first, I can't remember how we got on this topic, but you know, you guys really, I think, built a business out of just doing what you like. Exactly. Uh, the, you know, any know follow your bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, totally. If you if you know you have something, stay with it. Otherwise, so let me end with this. How did you know you had something? Because that's a that's a that's a challenge. A lot of people think they have something. How did you know you had something? When, when my mom and dad were witnessing me make the first mask on their dining room table, 1979, probably, 1978. I was 18 years old. And I was giggling the whole time. So, oh, this is so cool. And I was laughing. And they were watching television. Yeah. I was in the dining room table <laughs> and they were in the living room watching. And I was giggling the whole time. They bring, they bring this up. My father died seven years ago but my mother brings that up all the time because my mother was a my father was a draftsman and an accountant but he did a lot of drafting for GE way back in the late 50s 60s and then my mother loved crafts and if it wasn't for their guidance and support so um, they said go for it yeah they did and that giggling is there's the that answers your question the, I knew I had something mm -hmm. and wow and then the support if it wasn't for the support I wouldn't be where I am, and and you know we we have parents and friends that don't support you too, so you you can't let that bring you down. Yeah. If you know you have something, or they're just not interested, it's not sure. where they are, you know. And I think, but if you're 30 years old and you think you're gonna start making puppets for a living, you you got a long haul. Yeah. If if it wasn't for the education, sure, which is not in schools today, I don't think. And I'd like to give back that way. So I'd love to do a workshop on how to see. It, it, but it goes back to drawing yourself, making patterns, and, and then, then go into, into knowing foam. It's a long yeah. trek of craftsmanship. And yes, that could be trained, but it could take a while yeah. for someone starting up. Yeah. And, but MVCC was key to meticulousness. They, when you're in graphic design, you know, they taught you how to cut a perfect line yeah. and lay down. I studied typography, so back before um, the computer put yeah. a, put that paste up and mechanical job all out of business. Um, so, but MVCC was uh, very attentive to craftsmanship and cleanliness on paper, right? Mm -hmm. And laying down gouache layers and and uh, type, you know, stick stick on type, press type. And then idea, logo design and illustration. Um, and you didn't have a, a command Z at that in those days. You couldn't just, you know, even in your business, you guys don't necessarily have an undo button. This is, you know, you're making design decisions that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're all our own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is, and. It's a tactical Will, world, you know. Will's, Will and I have been a think tank for 37 years. And um, he, he was a key player. In early Geppetto for ideas, because I was more a craftsman. He was, he was an idea guy, and he still is today. But now with new clients, they've got all the ideas all figured out. We just have to produce yeah. them. And and then there's times where we come in and we get credits and residuals sometimes mm -hmm. for design. Can I ask you guys this? You've been you you've been doing this 37 years now, 30 30 plus. Yeah. Oh, well, since yeah. we met, we've been yeah. since we met. So so we 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 made the company. So 37 years from its inception. Uh, how have you maintained a sane relationship? Over, <laughs> I, honestly, you know, like That's, this yeah. is, yeah. I see this constantly. It's really about, I think, mutual respect. Yeah. Giving each other space to do what we need to do and, you know, step back sometimes and, uh, you know, just don't be so quick to judge or, you know, because we oh do boy, have those. we've had some arguments. We've, yeah, we've had creative arguments about and how, what, well, I want it this way. Well, I don't choices. think so. Yeah. But we move through that terrain, you know. Eventually, we get through it. But headbutting is Harder. actually it's an essential. And we're equal element. owners. Yeah, that helps. We are an S corporation. Yeah. Um, so that was a legal bond. And yeah. his brother was our treasurer, but he he died back in uh, 15, uh, 05. And uh, so he was he loved Geppetto so much, and uh, that was that was a rough time. 
it's funny when you ask Scott what inspired him as an artist. When I was um, very young, you know, I was I was always drawing since the moment I can. I was always had a pencil. In fact, I have a huge. My finger is the you know, yeah, yeah. There's a big bump on the side because <laughs> yeah. I've I've always been a, you know I'm just drawing constantly, and um, as soon as I could even hold a pencil, I was drawing, and uh, I grew up in a baseball family, mm-hmm. you know my three generations that played professional baseball. And um, my dad was very close friends with Lefty Gomez. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know who he I've was. I've heard the name, but I know nothing about sports. Yeah, well, I'm not, a, you know, but yeah. I grew up in this family, you know. Yeah. And um, Lefty visited our, our house when he was visiting, and, uh, you know, we were playing baseball in the backyard. And I wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. I was really pretty bad, you know. But I felt, you know, dejected by life, you know, because, you know, I'm a Mills. Everybody, my brother, everybody played baseball. Yeah. My great-grandfather. A paintbrush replaced a bat. Yeah. And uh, so we were out there, and I was, you know, I really was doing, you know, I was uh, striking out, as usual. And uh, my mother called me over. She said, Billy, why don't you show Lefty your drawings? And uh, I was probably about 10 or something. So I, um, I went in the house, and I got my drawings, you know, and she said, go show them. You know, she kind of nudged me over there. And he looked at them, you know, and uh, he was a funny guy. He said... If you can draw like this, why would you want to play baseball? <laughs> you know? So you got the endorsement. So yeah, at a very young age, and yeah. I think artists need that. Yeah. You know, we need some supportive, you know, someone in our corner, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, pushing us, you know, yeah. giving us a little, yeah. you know, inspiration. I agree. And, you know. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for taking the time to to talk. I, if if you have a few more minutes, I'd like to maybe, um, if it's okay with you. Do a quick walk around with you. you can Absolutely, This is. I'm still kind of in shock right now. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. Thank in you. The city. This is unbelievable. And Someone called it the warehouse of the weird, in a uh, in yeah, a, scho- a scholastic magazine story about us years back. The warehouse of the weird. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> but it's super. Cool. Thank you. All right, thank you guys. That was my conversation with Will and Scott of Geppetto Studios. I was in the warehouse of the weird, man. It was weird, but it was cool. They're good people. I hope to, uh, I hope to, hope to see them again soon. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll catch up over, uh, over a beer or two. So guys, if you're listening, thank you so much for your time, and, uh, and let's get together. And thank you for tuning in. Um, really excited for, for the other conversations I got to share with you guys in the weeks ahead. And uh, for those of you that subscribe to the email newsletter, thanks a lot. Um, nothing more to say. Tune in in a couple of weeks-ish for another episode of Rust Belt Startup. Oh, oh, I know, I know. We're on Spotify now. You can get us on Spotify. So it's uh, Ron Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you feel compelled, leave a review. Tell me what's going on. Hope you're digging it. Uh, see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>